Hello and welcome to another podcast. Um, today is the 16th of July, 2017. Um, today, I've got with me my good friend, John Stannard. Say hi, John. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, so, John is <clears throat> a very eccentric individual. Is that, is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's one yeah. way to describe me. Okay. Um, so John has, he's actually very smart, like despite the, the way his first impression kind of comes off, he's actually very intelligent. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's, I'm sorry if that's insulting you. Sorry, sorry, what was our first impression? Is your first impression? No, I mean, my first impression of you was like, well, this guy is like, like really over the top and like being a absorbed in like whatever he's saying like holy crap oh right but, yeah, um, but he's actually very very smart and um that's why i really wanted to have him on the podcast yeah um but yeah he um my very first impression of him was he started talking about this random thing called ethereum and i have no idea i had no idea what he was talking about and i was like what the fuck is this but um so do you want to explain what ethereum is Ethereum is a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Yeah, so Ethereum is um, it's a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, as Joseph said. Um, its premise is that Bitcoin is just an internet currency, um, and Ethereum, but Ethereum is more than just uh, just internet money. It's um, it allows it. It's a platform that allows developers to come together and create smart contracts which are basic so for example i think in like a third world country some third world countries the un the united nations are using ethereum to uh, give out to give out rations and they're basically really? they're linking that with biometric technology Jeez. so people are using like the iris scans and stuff and then when that when the iris is scanned they register that in the ethereum blockchain and then it's like okay this person has this is their um identity and this person has x amount of rations left to claim for today really and that Shit. basically because they harness the ethereum blockchain the system itself the data cannot be hacked it can't be taken down and it's censorship resistant so this the system is immutable and none of it can be um it it even can't even be modified once once it's submitted it can't be modified again so um, even the insiders can't rig it what's uh what's a blockchain could you explain what a blockchain is so a blockchain is based in very simple terms um i think you could say it's like a big pool of transactions um it's pretty much the back end, like what powers, it's like what refers to the infrastructure of these coins. And the, is this infrastructure is powered by usually a network of computers. Um, in Bitcoin's case, um, they're called, we call these people miners and these miners, they just uh, solve, they, these miners, they solve tons of, uh, they just solve, all these big mathematical equations and these equations get harder and harder every time uh, but yeah that's basically how it works and the system is reliant on these miners so basically when you when we refer to the bitcoin infrastructure the blockchain we're actually referring to hundreds of thousands of computers which are mining but mining um they're so they're processing all the transactions and the data on the blockchain and in return they get the bitcoin currency in Ethereum's case, they would get paid in Ether. Yeah. Right. So um, I think everyone, a lot of people are familiar with what 
Bitcoin is, right? Like yeah. Bitcoin, like everyone kind of knows that Bitcoin is the big cryptocurrency, but I don't think a lot of people know about um, the uh, alternative coins. So mm-hmm. Ethereum is like a, a coin that's alternative to Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and there's heaps of others, like thousands, would you say, of alternative coins? Alt yeah, coins? there's yeah. about 900. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and John is very interested in trading in these altcoins. So he makes a lot of money trading um, between Bitcoin and Ethereum, for example. And um, uh, what's another good example? Uh, oh, Litecoin. Litecoin, people would have heard of. Um, there's Dogecoin. There's like a lot of funny like meme coins, like yeah. Dogecoin. There's Cannabis Coin, I think. Um, uh, it's 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 really quite funny, but. Um, John's really into um, figuring out uh, what sort of drives these coins. It, it's very much like a um, a share market, right? Would you um, agree? I would say probably more. I'd say it's more of like the foreign exchange market, right? Like trading between the US dollar and the Japanese yen or yeah. the New Zealand dollar, you know. And then um, usually the where the US dollar is the most prominent in the foreign exchange market, um, Bitcoin is the big dominant one and bitcoin usually controls the um, the money inflows and the outflows so right. when people put cash into the system and they want to get that cash out bitcoin is usually the one that transacts it yeah yeah uh so bitcoin is the big fish yeah. and all the other all the other coins are sort of running around um and yeah so you can buy bitcoin and use that to trade between ethereum and all that other kind of stuff right yeah so that's pretty much blockchains and all that <laughs> It's yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool stuff, but um, yeah, you just got to be you got to be careful with it, and um, you should only be prepared if you are interested. If you are looking to invest, then only put in what you're willing to lose, because the market is extremely volatile, and you know things can, things can shoot up like thirty percent, seventy percent in one day. But at the same time, they could absolutely they could lose, they could crash like fifty percent, and like overnight you know yeah. so you have to be very careful and it's a and it's an extremely speculative market yeah uh, that's what makes it profitable if you know how to trade it yeah <laughs> john's very good at trading bitcoin i think he um where well, he was talking about ethereum and that was what two or three years ago so ethereum back then was what ten dollars ten us dollars for one ethereum yeah and i mean he told us all, oh, Ethereum's going to go up, Ethereum's going to go up, I promise, and it did. I think now it's, what, $173 for yeah, one Ethereum? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was right. He knows what he's talking about. Um, but he has been wrong. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Know, he's been wrong. It's uh, just the way of the game. Let's not talk about Sirecoin. Um, <laughs> um, but Dogecoin was always right. Dogecoin was always right. There's yeah. <laughs> Dogecoin. <laughs> Say, what about, like... Um, <laughs> what, what do you want to talk about the um storage the storage storage, storage issue okay what, what's the issue what's the issue with storage let's go well let's okay so particularly i think the storage would be most prominent with iphones I mean, as in like, storage space on your phone yeah 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 so i i mean i've got nothing against apple or iphones but um i mean i think they're great i would buy them myself but personally i would actually I would rather spend that extra money on a holiday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like usually with an iPhone, you have uh, fixed storage. So you buy it on like 32 gigs yeah. and 64 gigs, 128 gigs. No expandable but, storage. 
there's no expandable storage yet. Yeah. You can't add any more storage in, you yeah. know. And then iCloud, you're limited to what, like 20 gigs? Yeah. 20 gigs of cloud storage? And it's just know, like, yeah. yeah, it's just like shit, you know. I mean, like, yeah. with my phone, I've got, um, I've got, it's got expandable storage. Yeah, so by expandable storage, you mean there's, you can put in a micro SD card that has a potentially limitless amount of storage, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you can get 128 gig SD cards. And they're like the size of your little fingernail. It's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what was your? Yeah, that you, I don't have any, you know. So you don't have any <laughs> storage. Well, I have like six micro SDs at home, but yeah. they're for my camera and like my Xiaomi okay. Xiaomi and shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so, so the problem is like I'm always running out of space on my phone. Right. But then I put in a micro SD, but then it's already filled up. So it's like shit. <laughs> yeah i don't know i just think it's like it's a common dilemma of today's world yeah you know and um i think that people should either suck it up and just buy micro sd or you know just don't people should, you know you know what people need well, people just need more money people can people just money. stop being poor why don't people just buy more money yeah why can't people just stop being poor just just be born into a richer family <laughs> yeah you know? <laughs> people just you know no I'm sorry <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying he's, yeah uh, I'm just talking shit don't worry <laughs> yeah. um yeah John's actually the guy who gave me the idea to put my podcast on iTunes I actually had no idea that iTunes supported podcasts but he told me about it and I was like oh shit you can put podcasts on iTunes and then uh I put it on iTunes and now it's like on every podcast app because they'll just get the the signatures from iTunes. I'm like, what the hell? This is amazing. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know that, you can find my podcast on pretty much any podcast app. It's mm. pretty cool. Why don't we uh, talk a bit about uh, about you? About so, me? Yeah. Jeez. So what, it's like, um, so like you decided to, um, you know, you decided to start working full time. Like you're yeah. just taking a bit, just taking a bit of a, you know, trying to figure out like, what you want to do live, you know? It's like, can you take us on a journey? Oh, take us on a journey. Jeez, yeah. man. This isn't about me. It's about you. <laughs> I'm talking about myself in my own time. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got, uh, I dropped out of uni after two years mm-hmm. because it was boring. And I started working at, I mean, I don't really care what kind of job I got as long as I was making money and it was pretty chill, right? So yeah. I got a job as an accountant, even mm-hmm. though technically I'm not really an accountant. I'm just like, I just do whatever anyone wants me to do, like file, right. just data entry, whatever. Um, but I mean, it's pretty chill most of the time, and it's reasonable wage, so you know, um, reasonably okay with it uh, until such time that I figure out, ooh, do I want to make money online? Do I want to <clears throat> make money off my podcast? Do I want to do this, that, whatever? Uh, so it's a good. Um, it's a good sort of plateau stage. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? No, I think that's uh I think that's very important for um if you like I mean, if you feel you need to take a break from uni or um yeah. figure out what you want to do, you know, like earlier this year I was just I was thinking, Oh shit, why am I why am I doing studying like computer science and information systems, like a double major, you know, it's like I'm because I took um accounting one oh one. Right. Um even though I did, even though I um, didn't do two, I only just passed. It was actually my favorite paper. Oh really? I actually really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And I was because like the um the lecturers are just like the lecturers and the course content was just so good. I was just I, and I was just really interested, you know. But I think it's just more of like my um 
my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial interest. Like yeah. I'm really interested in business things and business yeah. concepts. Yeah, that sort that's of thing. Absolutely true. Yeah, <clears throat> but I think, um, and then I wasn't sure. I was just like, shit, should I just like drop my current major and then just switch to switch to commerce? But then I'm just like, fine. But then I have to take like the commerce seven. So <laughs> I don't know. But, but you know, you know so much about um, entrepreneurial stuff anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. So um, I mean, that's one of the reasons I dropped out of uni is I felt that. I didn't need it to do what I wanted to do. Mm. So, like with you, I mean, you know so much about like how to make money with yeah. cryptocurrency that like you couldn't learn that at uni. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uni's not going to teach. Like university's not going to teach you how to make money off trading Bitcoin. You know, mm. you you learn that yourself, and that's yeah. like a really valuable skill um, that you don't. Um, so I yeah, I mean, uh, at, at some level, I think that uni's a waste of time if you if you're just going there to like learn how to make money or something, it's, it's, mm. it's a pointless endeavor because you're, you're spending money to learn how to make money, yeah. but, but you could get that information for free. Like the internet is amazing, mm. right? Yeah. You get, this is a, this an infinite amount of information on the internet. Mm. And if you just take the time to learn all that, it's, <laughs> I mean, you can learn whatever you want, you know? Yeah. But, um, for me, I tend to, um, I tend to think that, it really to, it comes down to the the particular person. Like for me, I find that uni um, it forces me to keep um, to yeah. keep keep in shape, you know, yeah, like yeah. to uh, have a routine. And I think that uni is um, it's very sim it's uh, very similar to working in the real world. You know, it's like when you get chucked into like it depends on the job. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, yeah. like in a desk job. I imagine that you'll just get you'll just get chucked in a company position. It's been like, and then they're going to be like, okay, you've got all these tasks. Get report back, report back to me at the end of the week. And then, but there's no one there like slapping you. I'll yeah, be like, yeah. your assignment is due now. So it's like, or like you got your classmates to help you, or, yeah. or like copy the answers off. You know, you, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not not that I, I guess. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. But I know I know what you mean about it's personal preference because yeah. for sure there's some people who think that uni is right for them and mm. that's cool but you know I, I just think it's not great that it's forced a lot of, upon a lot of people yeah like it seems um it seems that a lot of people think that it's the only way to get through lives to go mm. to university and yeah um, i think that's an unhealthy way of um teaching everyone i mean sure it's right for some people but for yeah. some people it might not be what's right for them and Forcing them to go through that is not not great. Yeah. So for me, um, what I found helped was that uh, I decided this year I've um, I only took one paper last semester, yeah. and this coming semester I'm taking two papers. Um, so I'm basically I'm studying part time, uh, but at the same time, earlier this year at the start of the year, I managed I picked up a part time job, about fifteen to twenty hours a week. And, um, yeah, after doing that, I just, um, I found that, you know, before like last year when I was studying full time, like four papers a semester, I felt like I was forcing myself just to sit through uni, you know, like I was just forcing myself to put cope through it, you know, I'm just like, and I don't know, it just wasn't, um, this wasn't for you. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, not for me, just, um, I just wasn't the, uh, I didn't have the, um, the motivation well i wouldn't say the motivation but the um the i wanted yeah the drive yeah. i wanted to see what would life was like you know without outside of uni yeah. and i think that working part-time or even just taking a gap year and working just really shows you it's just like is this what you want to be doing for like the rest of your life you know just yeah. tra- hopping from job to job you know yeah. or 
I don't know. I mean, it really comes up to you. I mean, for me, I was a lot of the time, you know, in my spare time, I was using that and working on side hustles and all that, you know, yeah. but uh, just trying different things, learning different things, you know, as long as you use that time effectively, um, I think that's good. And yeah, now I have a much more um, refined approach to uni. Like I'm much more willing to, um, you know, much more keen to like sit down and say, like, hey, I have all this time. Like, because during uni, you're like, I never have any time to do anything I want, you know. But then when you take uni away, I mean, you look at the, you look at your holidays, your uni holidays, you get like three weeks. And then what are you doing during that three weeks? You know, you're really just like trying to pass time. But then when you study part-time and you're working part-time, you have quite a bit of free time. And you're just like, shit, I just want to go back to work already. There's something to do, you know? Yeah. So my point is, um, if you're studying full-time or, I mean, if you're in uni or you're not in uni, um, honestly, the time factor doesn't mean anything. The time, Whether you have time or you don't have time. I mean, unless you're actually working on side hustles or like your own startup, then... I don't know why, but <laughs> where was point. I? Kind of lost way. You lost yeah. your train of thought. I lost that my often happens with John. He'll be talking about <laughs> he'll be talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden he'll be talking about conspiracies or something, and he'll be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> um, you told me something interesting about how your dad <laughs> believes in conspiracies or something. Oh god! Like, oh, god. Is it flat Earth or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been telling me about that. Yeah, I've been hearing about that nonstop lately. Um, oh, flat Earth. Yeah. So yeah, what's, the, what's the whole thing? My dad's convinced that the Earth is flat, <laughs> and uh, for me personally, I tend to st- I, I um I tend to have a I tend to stick to have an open mind, an open mindset, like just be open to new ideas. But yeah. there's a certain threshold that you just when you know something just completely ridiculous, just it goes a bit too far. That you know, it's just like I really cannot. You know, it's just like, is it really worth me looking into this? You know, does it really, <laughs> does it really concern me like towards like life or death? Right. But you know, whether the Earth is flat or the Earth is round, that that doesn't concern me. You know. Yeah. I mean, so as long as I can. Uh, what what makes him believe? So. <laughs> what? what uh, let's good. see. Okay, I'll start with the most. I'll start with the biggest. The biggest factors. The biggest factor is he says that. Um, basically, when with conspiracies, they always need something to tie it back to the ultimate thing. So we believe. So we've. So he says that his argument is that we've been like in school. We've been told that you know the Earth is round. It's a big globe. We live in a solar system. There's gravity. Um, the moon controls the um, the tides of the water on the Earth, and um, and we know that um, that the Earth is a globe because there are astronauts who landed on the moon. Um, but there's also, uh, but of course, there's conspiracies about how that was stage two. Yeah. For me personally, I don't know. I don't care because it doesn't concern me. Okay. Um, doesn't well, affect my everyday life. I mean, I guess, but <laughs> I mean, I know you mean that it doesn't affect your everyday life, but. Still, I mean, it does sort of affect you. Yeah, but I've got better things to do than, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, your, in your personal life, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't play that much of a role. Mm. I mean, yeah, anyway. Continue. Yeah, so coming back, he's, um, the flat earth theory regards that um, 
so science and NASA and all that, they show us these photographs from outer space and he's looking down at the earth and he's basically, he says, um, and these photographs show that the earth is, earth is, earth is round. Um, so about his argument, the cameras on these are actually wide angle lenses and they make the, and they make the earth appear round, oh, you know, but. For me, I'm a uh, you know I'm a photographer. I yeah. shoot a lot of wide angle stuff. You know, like yeah. even when you shoot on like a GoPro with a really round, a really distorted fisheye lens, like a really distorted one, it still doesn't make the Earth look round. Yeah. It still doesn't make you know your surroundings or like look look like a freaking globe. You can still tell they're flat. You know. Yeah. So that sounds like a pretty dumb argument. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say argument. I'd just say weak argument. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A weak argument. Um, and the other thing is that all of these photos from space are actually photoshopped. So NASA <laughs> is like one big money money mongering thing because the government loves giving money away to some puppet space station called NASA. And it's just one big money making scheme. I don't know. Maybe it allows the government to launder their money, but. It's the U.S. government. The, the, the oh, government can do whatever so they smart. want. Like NASA's like a giant laundering agency for yeah. the government. Oh, that's crazy. Fuck. But they're the president. They, 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 they can spend the money how they want. What if they're oh, actually flat? I mean, and that's true. Oh, my, oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> he got me. He wrote me into it. <clears throat> but, you know, like speaking of laundering money, what about um, – let's bring, <laughs> let's bring things back. Back, yeah. back local, okay? Okay. Do you remember – what's his name? Lynn Brown, our mayor? The, uh, Auckland, yeah. the, Auckland, the Auckland Mayor, Auckland. mayor of yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that scandal a while back? A few uh, months back. What was it? You have to remind me. <laughs> it was about how he was um he was having an affair with some uh, some yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um when yeah. while he was married. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he well, was that's a, what an affair is, but yeah, yeah, an affair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean like that's his personal life. He can cheat. Yeah. You know, people have a free will, they can do whatever they want. It's just that the issue was that um he was, um, well, the he was spending. He was spending the taxpayers' money. He was using his mayor's credit card or whatever the hell he uses, or uh, um, to book hotels, book hotel rooms, <laughs> fancy dinners, and all that shit. Using up our taxpayers' money, presumably, yeah. um, to fund his um, his secret lifestyle. That's you know? Fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I mean, like, and then. What happened? I, I mean, he didn't get fined. He got nothing. Nothing really? happened nothing to him. I mean, like he's still he's still the mayor, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, he? So, I think no, so yeah, I think so. But yeah. basically, <laughs> my my point is, he did. He just abused the system. He, uh, you know, he did whatever he wants, and nothing happened to him. So why would NASA? You know, it's like. I, oh, I think it would be unnecessary yeah, yeah, yeah. for NASA to be like a massive laundering program. Yeah, right? yeah, because the government could just do whatever they wanted to. Yeah, and pretty much get away with it, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a scary thought. <clears throat> yeah. Um, shit. But coming back to um to the earth being coming back to the flat earth. Yeah. So NASA. So okay. So <laughs> let's lay out the points. Okay. Um, the earth is the the earth is flat. Um. Uh, all these high altitude um, images of the Earth of, from space are uh, because they're photoshopped and they're shot with wide angle lenses. They're shot with wide angle lenses to make yeah. the Earth look <clears throat> look round. Yeah. Uh, and the moon, um, d the moon does not uh, does not control um, 
the the water, the tides, the high and low tides. The tides. Um, <coughs> Do you know? The, no, okay. what controls the tide? I don't know. He he doesn't actually. I don't think, I don't think he's I've heard anything about that. But he says that because the Earth is flat, because the Earth is flat, um, the oceans that's uh, the oceans just stay still. Or something. I don't what? know. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. Because, okay, okay. Let me bring it back to a bigger point. Okay. Uh, first of all, his absolute biggest, biggest, biggest point is that there's no gravity. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's no such what? thing as gravity. And so, if there's no such thing as gravity, therefore, the Earth must be flat. What? Because if it wasn't flat... Then, if we're on the globe, and let's say we're in New Zealand, we're on the bottom of the globe, then how come we're not falling off the earth? How come <laughs> blood is not rushing to our head? That, that, that's his oh argument. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. But then we, even if the earth is flat, you still need gravity, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Else you would just float into space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so his other argument is that um, how, the, astro- how um, the moon landing is fake. Yeah. Is he said that the moon landing was fake because... They have never managed to um, escape um, some guy's belt. I think what? it was called some the, guy's belt. the what, what is it? Uh, the horizon? No, it's like I don't know. Some scientists he named <laughs> he named the belt, <laughs> and they couldn't escape it. They couldn't escape this belt. Oh, you mean like the atmosphere? Yeah, yeah, okay. they couldn't escape that belt because right. it's too strong. I just thought it was just some guy's yeah. like waist belt. <laughs> no, 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 it's happening. No, 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 putting no. a belt around the earth. Yeah. Okay. Right, so some part of the atmosphere they couldn't escape. Yeah, and that okay. that and uh, and like they can't then, get to the moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's, oh, here's the other Here thing. We go. <laughs> and here's the other thing. So my brother often likes to argue about argue, okay. argue with my dad over these for fun. Um, and my brother, one of my brother's arguments was that. Uh, so what about the International Space Station? And my dad's like, oh, that's fake too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? And, oh yeah. And then he's like, here's a really good counter argument. Um, what about GPS then? You know, we've got GPS on uh, our yeah, phones. Yeah, okay. When we connect to GPS, we're connected to like five or like six simultaneous yeah. satellites, satellites yeah, all yeah. at the same time, pinpointing yeah. our devices. And it's like, so um, are you going to tell me if we can't break that belt, how, how the heck do we have satellites? Um, and his argument is that satellites um, in the air is all one big conspiracy. Oh and we God. actually just have, we actually just have, thousands just tons and tons of um land-based towers that simulate the gps (laughs) yeah and so that science is basic so you know let's bring it back to the wider picture if um if we can't escape the earth the earth is flat um doesn't that mean google earth is a way google the google earth developers are getting scammed <laughs> no, like you know, Google Maps. You know how Google Maps has satellite imagery. Yeah. Are you? Are, is it actually? If the Earth is flat, wait. If there's no such thing as satellites, <laughs> <He> confuse himself. <laughs> if there's no such thing as satellites, then doesn't that mean that the whole of Google Maps satellite is photoshopped, <laughs> so that the Google Maps team is not actually one big satellite imagery, but it's actually a ton of a ton of art Photoshop artists. Oh my god. <laughs> but you know that's that's assuming his theory is true. Okay. And wouldn't that mean you know wouldn't that mean Google Earth is just one big conspiracy? Oh my goodness. Uh, I have no idea what to think anymore. All right. <laughs> but 
if, I, I think that's enough. If the Earth is flat, <laughs> if the Earth is flat, then is the Moon flat? No, no. Oh, it's not. No, no, okay. no, no. So What's the Moon? The Moon is brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The Moon doesn't exist. Yeah, no, no. But so why doesn't the Moon just fall to Earth? But the Moon's round. But okay. because they, I don't know, because they, they say so. And what? all the other planets are round, and basically... What? So yeah. it's the only one that's flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and I think he also... I think, I think it's also said that uh, all the other planets, they, they circle around the... No, no. I think it's the Earth that circles around the other planets. What? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, if you're not sure, that's fine. But... Yeah. What the fuck? What about the sun? Is the sun flat? Oh no, no, the sun's, the sun's, the sun's round. Why is the Earth only flat? The sun's flat. The sun, the, the the sun's round. Hey. Oh shit. That's a good point. Okay. You know, when you look under the sun, I, I of course I, we I don't recommend looking into the sun. Okay. That's really okay. Bad, yeah. That hurts for you. Hurts your yeah. eyes. Yeah. But when you look into the sun, like a, on like a full day, it's round, isn't it? It's like a nice perfect circle. Yeah. That's, Doesn't yeah. that mean it's round? I mean, um, I mean, doesn't that mean it's flat? Uh, well, we perceive we can only perceive things in two dimensions, right? Yeah. We even though we live in a three dimensional universe. Yeah. Right. So, like, I, I'm looking at something. Mm-hmm. I, the only reason I perceive depth is because of shadows and other stuff, right? Yeah. But, um, but I can move my hand along a table and see. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has width, length, and depth. Yeah. Width, length, and depth. Is that right? Height, uh, height, width, and depth. Height, width, and depth. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but through my eyes and my vision, I can only perceive two dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the sun, right? I could, I could look at it, and I'm seeing a circle. Yeah. Even though I know it's a sphere, I see a circle. So, I mean, you could say it's flat. You'd yeah. be wrong, but you could say, okay, it's a circle, but mm. that doesn't mean it's round. It could just be flat, like facing yeah. towards the earth, right? But so does so does that mean that so if us in the bottom of New Zealand if we're on the so us like so let's say assuming the Earth is flat okay. assuming the Earth is flat yeah therefore New Zealand must be at the very edge it must be like at the it must be um, so the south Earth? it must be in the southwest it must be okay. in the southwest of this flat land yeah so what about uh, Europe. Europe must be in the northwest, right? Um, well, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Europe must be in the northwest. And so if Europe's on the, all the way on the other side, does that mean that... Um, does that mean that they can see the sun? That the sun is like half a pancake? Like... <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. actually, that's actually a good point. But no, but yeah, you no, see, yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. but you see, their argument is not that I, I was just, I was, I was just completely fucking with you, and the sun is not. The sun is actually round. Okay. The sun's actually round. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you think about the moon. You know, the moon is <clears> the moon. When you look up at it, it's a big circle. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. 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 That's true. I don't know. This is dumb. This is dumb. Um, <laughs> what about the the ice wall? Did you tell me about the ice wall? <laughs> so the Earth is flat theory um, claims that in the middle of the Earth is the Arctic Circle, yeah. and then around the edge of the flat Earth is 
Antarctica. So Antarctica is not actually a continent, it's just a big circle that surrounds the flat Earth, and it's real cold because space is cold. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, and NASA is guarding the space, the ice wall, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. they're guarding this space, they're, they're guarding this wall, and inside this wall is like some, some world of Narnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's supposed to be some sort of some huge undiscovered continent that's always photoshopped from Google Maps. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's supposed to be some like some Narnia type of world out there. Yeah, but oh, apparently okay. we can't get in there because then Na- that, NASA's NASA. guarding the ice wall. Yeah, the whole of it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Let's talk uh, about the bottom. Okay. Uh, so John used to. <clears throat> Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've all heard of a game called RuneScape, mm-hmm. and John actually made a bit of money off RuneScape. Um, <laughs> do you want to explain how that happened? Yeah, so RuneScape. So the conventional way. So RuneScape is a is a. Uh, let's just explain what RuneScape is. Mm-hmm. I guess someone knows. Um, RuneScape is an MMORPG, which stands for Massively Multiplayer Online Role Playing Game. Um, and essentially you play a character and your character has a bunch of skills um, and each skill has a level from that goes from 1 to 99 and in this game you can make money you can buy items, you can trade items you can fight people, blah 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 um, and it's actually just like a, a big economy and the money uh, people will buy RuneScape money for real money so mm-hmm. I think at one point it was 1 million RuneScape gold was worth a dollar or something like that in the real world. Um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and what a lot of people did was they employed um, the use of, they wrote a little scripts and bots to, for the characters to do random tasks <laughs> oh, to, and they just leave, they just leave the house and the, their character would just be doing a bunch of shit. Yeah. And when they come back, they'd have all this stuff and they'd sell it to get gold and they'd, yeah. they'd sell the gold to real people for money. Uh, so that's the essence of it. Um, but John had a very interesting take on it, mm-hmm. and you want to go through now? Yeah, so <clears throat> a lot of people, they use bots to make money um, on RuneScape, but for me, um, I I mean, like, I like playing games sometimes, but not, not really, um, but this was back when I was in, like, high school, it was, like, year nine or so, um, so this must have been, like, 2010 or so. Um, anyway... So, for me, I wasn't a big fan of playing. I actually, turns out, I actually had more fun botting the game than and watching my bot than actually playing it myself. <laughs> so, my first bot I ever tried was um, it was called um, Chicken Killer Version Three Point <laughs> okay. and so you it would um. This was like the very early scripts. This is when like the early scripts were out, and um, RuneScape had a very weak. We had a very weak anti cheat anti cheat system. So we, it would literally just emulate the mouse. It would just click. It would just click the um. It would just scan the screen for a chicken, and it would just click it. And then it would, then my character would start attacking the chicken, and it would pick up the feathers, and it would just keep attacking it, attacking all the chickens, and um. <clears throat> yeah, and then I would, and basically it would just farm these chickens, and I would let my bot run for. I would, I would rent out, um, I would rent out um, computers overseas for a really cheap rate, like Jeez, ten dollars really? a month. Sure. Yeah, and I would let them run on those computers twenty four seven. So anyone who like walks by, they would they'd be like, 
hey, didn't I see that guy killing the same chickens like three days ago? <laughs> and, was like, and he still hasn't upgraded his armor? Yeah, that was, that was probably me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think um, I, sometimes I would run it for like a hundred hours straight. Jeez. And I would come back and I would find I had like, I don't know. 500,000 feathers <laughs> and I could sell this for like one GPE uh, like oh no I think it was like 7 GPE each Jeez, at the time yeah yeah so it was actually quite a bit yeah um, and I make a little bit of money here and there but I was just doing it for fun uh, and then you'd sell that the gold you make yeah. to people in real life Oh, nah, I didn't even bother. Nah, <laughs> I just did. I just bought it just for the heck of it. It was just so fun. Oh, I got, it was just. I just found it so so exciting just to come back in a couple of days, and it's like I have like five hundred thousand feathers, <laughs> and I would just laugh my ass off. I just feel like I have this. I have this item. <laughs> I have such an excess amount. It's like I'm running a giant monopoly, but. The game doesn't work like that because yeah, it's infinite, infinitely generated. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my most favorite bot. So there's this desert city in RuneScape. It's called El Carid. Oh yeah. And basically, you can go. There's there's stores. These little buildings you can go into in the game. Virtual buildings. And you, there was this one building. I would go to this bar. I would enter this virtual bar. And if you and if you open the cabinet, it would say that your character is like. You, you search the cabinet and you find a beer jug, an empty beer jug. Oh no, you, yeah, you find a, uh, I think that's a, yeah, yeah, you find an empty beer jug. Yes. <laughs> you find an empty find beer something. jug. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but you got it for free. Okay. So, I used a bot. I made a bot that would, um, it would go into, it would walk into the bar. It would, it would find the bar, it would walk in, and it would just keep clicking on that cupboard. It would just keep clicking and clicking until it had a full inventory. So a full inventory is like 26, 26 slots. 28 slots, yeah. yeah. So every time my inventory filled up, the bot would walk back, walk down the, walk down the street, go to the bank, deposit the beer jugs, and then walk back and get more jugs. And so... <laughs> yeah. So you just, I lift. I made lift this bot running for ages and ages, yeah. and then when I came back to it, I had like twenty thousand beer jugs. <laughs> oh no, I think it's like a hundred thousand beer jugs. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And they were worth like three GP each, and I then okay. I was just so happy with it. I didn't even sell them. I just left them in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> I just left them in my stash. He just does shit for the fun of it. That's really. Yeah, but those are the good. Those are the good days. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to a more um, a more interesting theory about let's talk about uh, about the actual economy. Okay. The actual people the who economy. yeah the RuneScape economy. Yeah, not the actual economy. <laughs> <laughs> it can be the real economy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, is like a pretty accurate sort of microcosm of the real economy. In a it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because um, <clears throat> in the so. Basically, people who make money off um, off botting the game, they're called gold farmers, and there are a lot of people who um they'll make like a hundred bots. They'll literally manage like a hundred bots running on like uh, a cup like four bots, like eight bots per computer, depending on how powerful it is. They'll just run huge farms of all these bots. Just farming all this money and basically in the game because the items are infinite are infinitely generated yeah. they're basically creating and then they're selling them they're basically creating value out of thin air yeah 
it's like it's similar to um, how the government prints money. Yeah. It's basically <clears throat> the same thing. It's like inflation. It's inflation, yeah. yeah. It's basically inflation. But then you imagine all this money, all these all these gold farmers pouring all this money into the economy. What do you think is going to happen? The price of those the price they're going to um, whatever they're selling. Let's say like they're buying dragon hides, you know, and then they dump all these dragon hides on the market. The price of dragon hides is going to plummet. You know, yeah. and then what about the people? What about the regular players, the honest players who are not botting, and they want to make money in the game? With if they're like, if they're if they're like staring at the screen, um, clicking, clicking, look, killing virtual dragons, and kill, you know, for like hours on end because that's what people on RuneScape do. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. the value for their time is going to decrease dramatically. You know, True. like they might have been making four hundred thousand um, gold an hour, but now after all these bots start farming it, they might only be making like a hundred thousand gold an Essentially, hour. Essentially, what you're saying is you're always inferior to a robot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So there's that. But I think the the bigger the bigger impact is um, how. So in return, the gold farmers they dump all these items on the market. The valve, I think, what that item goes down, but they don't care as long as they're making the money. Yeah. Um, and then the worst part is when they sell it, when they sell it for real money, like US yeah. dollars. Yeah. Um, interestingly, inst- interestingly enough, when there is when there are a ton of gold farmers out, when there's so much money to be sold, the supply of money on the market. Um, it's pretty much a black market uh, <laughs> for games. Like yeah. when there's so much RuneScape gold on the black market, um, the price of it, the price of the gold decreases. Yep. It falls, you know, yep. like um, it's like a cryptocurrency almost. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So like two years ago, um, so back, I think back in um, about 2015, yeah, about 2015, um, gold was like one million. RuneScape gold was like three dollars okay. was like three dollars yeah and now it's like 50 cents yeah it's like three years later it's like 50 cents because there's so much gold farming going on yeah and there's so much money to be sold that the price of it actually goes down yeah that's a it's a good it's, um uh you can compare it to real money you know so if yeah the government just <clears throat> prints money willy-nilly mm. uh, you know there's going to be more money available so the value of it will decrease yeah, but yeah. they're not necessarily printing money because uh, they're, they're generating, they're basically printing items, yes, and yeah. they're dumping them on the market. Yeah. But the buyers of buying these items are using money that they've earned in the game. Yeah, they did yeah, not yeah. print those right. gold yeah, pieces. Yeah. But in the game, there's a lot of bo- there's a lot of loot, a lot of drops, and these drops often drop gold. So yeah. that is equivalent to printing money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like yeah. if someone, you know, if someone's killing goblins for like two GP each, and they're getting like they're netting like a thousand GP an hour or so, yeah. killing goblins That's um, outside Cam- outside Cambridge, they're gonna crash the economy. You know, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> they're not gonna crash the economy. Do you mean Lumbridge? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well. So funny thing is that there's an interesting interesting story that's come out of this. So um, the company that well the before Jag before RuneScape got bought out, um, it was Jagex who had been running it for decades. Yeah, they've been running it for 
Huh? Doesn't it still run by Jagex? No, nah, they got um. So Jagex, they got bought out by like some Chinese company. I heard. Oh really? Yeah, some Chinese games company. Yeah. Um. And apparently there wasn't going to be change, but I think there was change. Yeah. Um, because when people buy stuff, they want to make money. So yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But anyway, coming back to it, um, Jagex, they were not a big fan of these gold farmers, you know, crashing the games, economy, flooding the games, economy of all these items, making the game a less um, desirable experience. Yeah. So they introduced these anti-cheating. They started developing an anti-cheat system, oh, a watchdog, yeah. And that would, uh, it would try to watch, it would watch for people, it would watch for scripts, like people, um, players doing repetitive actions, like if they, if they're, um, unhuman movements. So if like they click their mouse here and then they drag it, they drag their mouse from one corner of the screen to another in a perfectly diagonal line and doing this thousands of times per, hundreds of times per hour. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty obvious it's a bot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the interesting, so, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a war, but you see, so Jagex they go and ban these people, they go and ban these gold farmers, these botters. But in these botters they come, uh, but then you know what ha- you know what these botters do? They just create more accounts. Get they just make more accounts. Yeah, yeah, and they keep coming back. Um, <clears throat> but then eventually, uh, once the ban rate is so high, they it's considered. The technology is considered, the botting technology is considered outdated. The algorithm is outdated. Right. So they improve the algorithm. Yeah. They make it even harder for them. They make it even more human like yeah. and harder to detect. And then Jack is just like, shit, <laughs> this is, this, we've got, they've, their technology has advanced. We've got to improve our system even more. Yeah. You know? So Jagex, they make their watchdog even tougher. They develop it further. They start banning more people. And then what, they, what, what happened? And then, um, the botters just, it's just the just Yeah, it's a, it's a war against the bots. <laughs> it's a war against the cheaters. It's yeah. actually pretty fascinating. It's like the cheaters, it's a war against the, yeah. the watchdog. It is, it is. <laughs> um, so bots have advanced a lot over the years, but the most interesting part for you tech enthusiasts out there is that, um, now, so traditionally, bots have always been based on has has always been simple simple movement scripts, just simple scripts with randomized patterns. A bot was just one huge algorithm, and it would just randomize the patterns, you know. So like, where exactly the mouse is pinpointing and stuff. Now, bots are actually now uh, a particular bot called Tribot has been developing a um, it's been developing a self learning AI. So they take, so basically they take human samples of data. So basically they get a human to play like the game doing whatever, just play the game normally for like three hours. And the game, the bot and the script is constantly recording all this data, all this movement, all the patterns, the movement, like how long it takes for them to react, how long it takes for them to like, you know, click, cut down tree, and then put the, pick up the logs and how they move their mouse, how the delays and all that, to make it very human-like instead of randomized. Yeah. And then the bot, then the developers of this bot, they then take this data and they integrate it into an AI. They create a profile for that person. And basically that pro, and then the AI, it 
emulates that profile. It uses those settings and it makes it look human, really human-like. Obviously, and it's getting more and more advanced. Where eventually, I believe that this botting technology will be completely indistinguishable from a human player. Oh, <laughs> and then Jagex is like, shit, all these botters. But you know, at the same time, the best the game has a premium it has a paid subscription model and a free yeah. subscription model yeah. so if you're a paid member you get at, you unlock like 80% more content in the yeah. in the game yeah. and that 80 that that new content it's there's way more money to be made you could be making like 10 times as much money from the free content botting the free content okay but Wait, this you paid, paid you mean the paid the paid content, yeah, yeah botting yeah. the paid content. Yeah. But and all this paid content is a subscription model, so yeah. it's like so fourteen it's days. Ten dollars like, a month or something. Yeah, yeah it's like ten dollars a month, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> it, the funny thing is when um, these botters, especially these botters, they want more money, right? So they fork out. They give Jagex ten dollars a month. They buy a subscription. Yeah. Jagex makes ten dollars, takes 10, ten bucks, and um, when they get banned, what do they do? They make a new account. And they get another pay. They get and they pay and they get another premium paid subscription, and they give Jagex another ten dollars. So, so basically, so Jagex is actually making money. Yeah, the they're making money off the botters. Yeah. So every time they ban someone and they come back, that's an extra ten dollars in their pocket. Oh, so if they're managing to ban like, uh, let's say two thousand bots a day. Yeah. Um, and then those 2,000 bots all come back the next day and they all buy new subscriptions, that's an extra, what, uh, 20 grand. Yeah, <laughs> an extra 20 grand. It's like, shit, it's genius. It's genius, you know? Oh, but then, of course, Jagus, they can, they never openly admit it. Yeah. They, they can't openly say, "Hey, we're just we're deliberately um, we make we're, we're deliberately sometimes handicapping our system, handicapping our system." Because if they if they constantly ban the bots, if they only give the bots like one day, the bots are not going to come back. They're eventually yeah. going to give up, you know, yeah. the gold farmers. But if they give them at least three days or four days to make money and get their money out yeah. and sell it, make profit, and then they get banned, they're going to come back. Yeah. So. Fuck. Jagex, like they it's deliberately, another it's another conspiracy. It's another conspiracy. Yeah, so they the deliberately, they deliberately handicap and give out delayed bans and all that. They deliberately let these gold farmers roam freely in the game, destroying the user experience. But they're making money out of it. You know, I gotta say, it's actually genius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say about this. A very interesting take mm. on. Uh, <laughs> on how like AIs like botting and scripts is just really starting to um I don't know, it's just, it's getting really advanced. Yeah. It's getting yeah, really advanced. It sure is. Yeah. The war what is it? War is the war is the something of invention. War is oh, what's the fucking phrase? Uh some war is the incentive for invention. That's not mm. right. Something like that. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean Yeah, man. I mean like in the future we might, uh, you know, we're probably gonna, we might even just, we might not even be sending human troops to wars anymore, you know, like, and we could just be sending, like, tons of, like, we could just be sending tons of robots, just killer robots, you know, just killing one another, and then it's like, whoever has the biggest robot army and the biggest, biggest, you know, rifles, biggest, I don't know, just give them all freaking grenade launchers, um, wins, you know, the biggest army wins, you know? Yeah, that that could be the future. It's like who's got the biggest who who's got the biggest robot army dick? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs>
But that's a story for another time. That's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap it up? Yep. All right. Um, this has been the Joe Talks podcast uh, here with John Standard. Uh, thank you very much, John. Mm-hmm. Always happy to talk smack. Yeah, you'll definitely have to come on again. That was, that was, that was pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening and goodbye. <laughs>